We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is feeling betrayed by a close friend. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Right. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings so we shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, Sam, you have a check-in topic for us this week. (laughs) I do. I do. So I got this from an article in uh, glam.com, which is called Mm. why the goblin mode dating strategy is such a success. (laughs) Goblin mode. Yeah. Are we talking about like, you know, Lord of the Rings style goblins? Yeah, absolutely. Can't go out during the day. Emerge from the earth. Sometimes can get orcs. <laughs> yeah, we could get bread bread with orcs to create Urukai. Yeah, the yeah, most... yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. That's like the most evolved dater is the Urukai. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Orc plus goblin. Uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. thank you for that fun Lord of the Rings. Uh, I got to show off my Lord Token of the Rings knowledge rendezvous. there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, don't get okay, to whip but... that out very often. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, So anyway, going back, tell me what goblin dating mode is. Uh, Okay. So goblin dating mode and apparently goblin. According to the internet, not like you and I. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Goblin goblin dating mode mode for me is just like, "Mm, what is it? Let me think of that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, when you have it, just let me know. (laughs) Okay. Very good. Uh, apparently goblin mode was the Oxford word of the year. What? Um, yeah, I know. And I had no idea that this was happening for 2022, which is like, it's already March, babe. Like we are so far behind the zeitgeist. We are not cool. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hence the um, Tolkien joke run at the very beginning. Yeah, and everyone's like, what? Yeah. Uh, okay, so goblin mode is basically the idea that you go into every first date 100% yourself and unapologetically so. So, like, the idea is that, like, the world's going to end, so, like, why put on any sort of, like, face when we could just go in and be like, here's the the every part of me, you can see it. Like, do you want it or do you not want it? Cause I don't have time to like pretend like I'm not something that I am. Um, and so it's like, you're coming in like full goblin. Like you're just like, here I am. Like you've, you're seeing the most like yes. at home, like not put together version of me. Um, which if you're watching the YouTube video, if you're subscribed <laughs> to us on YouTube, Sam is doing some sort of gargoyle pose right now. <laughs> I'm a goblin. Uh, but yeah, it's basically just like you show up to the first date in sweatpants and you've got snacks in your bag and you're just like ready to be who you need to be. Um. All right. OK. I can't say that I'm against goblin mode. And to be honest, <laughs> I do refer to myself as a troll a lot um, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. conversations with my wife when I am my most unkempt self in every meaning of that word like physically emotionally <laughs> for sure in my clothing way um i say that i'm in my troll my troll era um but yeah so how do you feel about this um i mean i think that it is uh really helpful for us to come in being like here's who i am <laughs> right like the strategy is pretty good yeah for sure <laughs> i think that like the there is a little bit of it that is like kind of like trying to scare people away when it comes to goblin mode. Like you're going to be like your absolute worst self. <laughs> and I think we could like, that is so maybe true. <laughs> like, like find a happy are medium you under between a bridge these. somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> trying to kidnap children. Um, I'm not really right. sure how right. productive that like, will be. I think that, you know, like there's something wrong with like putting on like real pants and like, doing your hair before a date, right? Like that doesn't mean that you're like betraying your true self or whatever. But I also, I think I appreciate the idea of like, we're going to just like let each other see all of the things that we like to do. And we're going to, all of the stuff that we're working on and and all of that, as opposed to like trying to suss it out over time. Um, And I'm on board with that, right? Like, you know, we've talked a lot about put the things that are important to you on your social media profile, right? Like don't wait until the seven months in for you to start having conversations about like what you're looking for in a relationship, right? Like all of that stuff I think is really important, but I don't like the idea of people like referring to themselves as goblins. That makes me sad in my heart. You know what? (laughs) Originally I agreed. Like I was going to be like, can it be like, I don't know, unicorn mode or something. But then I'm like, I I guess I love the goblin pride, you know, because Mm -hmm. it also like D centers prettiness you know and pristineness yeah. um mm-hmm. and I, I the one thing I, w- I do really love about this is if you're going at something in goblin mode i can't believe this is a thing that we're talking about almost five years <laughs> <laughs> like saying this out loud <laughs> like am i dreaming or do, are we hosting a show about uh mythical creatures and their relationships. I don't know. That, Anyways, uh, is a show that I would definitely make with yeah, you. Yeah. Good. Um, anyway, so, uh, w- what I do appreciate about this mode of being is, um, we see a lot of people, 
uh, like withholding love or waiting to date someone or like waiting to say something until they are like their most healed self or they've got their quote revenge body or, or whatever. Um, and I just think that in all facets of our being, we're never going to be this like perfect, pristine. We're not even, we're not even going to be fully healed. Like there's not like a threshold that we walk through where we're like, where we we're going to be the unicorn, (laughs) you know, we're always going to be the little goblin because that is our true, true state. So I like, I like the idea of it. Um, I also like one of the things that it says in this article is to like, post an unflattering photo of you on your yes. dating profile. And I'm yes. like, yes, absolutely. Yes, please totally. do that. <laughs> like, um, you know who started uh, something like that, that like became like a part of um, her movement is Sonia Renee Taylor, the author of The Body is Not an Apology and the founder of that movement. If you're interested in it, it's all about like radical self-love and radical self-acceptance. She's um, awesome. Uh, Sonia, before that book was even published, Sonia and I know each other from the poetry world years ago. And, um, so like, you know, a decade plus ago, we were friends on Facebook and Sonia started this thing that was, um, I think it was like bad picture Monday where every Monday she would change her profile picture to a very, to an unflattering picture or a picture she didn't like about herself (laughs) to like, I love that take the power away from it. You know what I mean? To like, Mm -hmm. to take away the, the, the facade of perfection that we put out on social media and to like disrupt the inner monologue in our brain that tells us we can't share an unattractive photo or that our photos Mm -hmm. have to be perfect or, 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 or whatever. Um, and that became like a movement where there was like hundreds and hundreds of people across Facebook changing their profile every Monday to, an unflattering picture. It was like a great exercise. I love that. Yeah. That is really cute. Yeah. Um, and I never did it, but it was also like, honestly, I think it was like 15 years ago, 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, look at this cute, unflattering picture of me. And it was Yeah. And me, it's like, just like you looking yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't participate in it then because I wasn't there yet. I wasn't ready yeah. to have that radical acceptance of it. myself, I get you it. know, anyway. <laughs> Um, okay, so to wrap up this uh, check-in topic, if you had to create a new goblin mode of like a new mode of being mm-hmm. that you are now or you you would approach dating as in your life now, but it was a different mythical creature, what would yours be? Yeah, I was thinking um, Snorlax mode. <laughs> Snorlax is a Pokemon. I don't know if you know this, but this thing is that this. it just like, it's massive and it just sleeps. And so like at one point when you're playing the game, <laughs> Like the thing is like sleeping on your path and you have to figure that out how to wake it up and funny. you like can't. Uh, and then like it's when it's fighting you, all it does is want to go back to sleep, and like heal oh my itself, God, so which funny. is like as somebody who's very tired this morning, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a Snorlax. Like I just am like, that's my mode of dating is just like as sleepy as possible. <laughs> that is so funny. I wonder what mine would be. Um, Okay, I think I would be in dragon mode, you know? Oh. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'd be in, like, dragon mode, uh, kind of like Game of Thrones, you know, rare. <laughs> um, very, very sought very after. Yes, yeah. hot. <laughs> loyal. Likes to loyal. be ridden. Yes, loyal and also... <laughs> <laughs> but only by a select few that speak yeah, a very yes. that speak a very specific language to me. 
<laughs> I was unsure about this metaphor when you told me you were going to no. pick it. And now yeah. I'm just like really into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also who just likes to leave, you know what I mean? Like can just mm-hmm. like, le- you know, like independent, but likes to be ridden. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And if you, if you treat her yeah, wrong, dominating. she, will, she yes. will burn down an entire city full yeah. of innocent people. <laughs> totally. That's me. Dragon mode. <laughs> Uh. All right, giddy up. Let's get this letter going. So today's letter is from Becca Betrayed, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from the land of betrayal. Hi, Sam and Sierra. First off, let me sing your praises for all the insight you've given me and so many others over the years. Your humble musings are so, so appreciated. Now let's get into this predicament I found myself in. In June of 2019... I started dating a man we'll call Garrett, he, him. Garrett and I had a hot and heavy relationship from the start. It was a whirlwind, but it was full of love and respect. Two months later, I started a new job and met my coworker slash new friend. We'll call her Shannon, she, her. We became fast friends and spent every weekday together at our jobs. For a while, I felt like I had it all. New relationship, new job, new friends. That all came Mm. to a screeching halt when Garrett and I went through a messy breakup in November of 2020. It was messy, mostly due to the fact that there wasn't any one big thing that happened. We promised during the breakup that we'd always maintain a degree of mutual respect for one another. This meant the actual break wasn't immediate, and it took a few months for it to stick. During Mm. this time, Shannon and Garrett would occasionally text. Although they knew each other through meeting at my birthday party, I wasn't too worried because they were forthcoming about their conversations, and it always seemed platonic. Upon entering my current relationship, so this is a new one, I blocked Garrett on everything. However, Shannon was still very much my friend. We started growing apart after I found a new job, but we were still close friends. Fast forward to October 2022. So what is that like two, one and a half years later? Yeah. Yeah. Shannon texted me out of the blue saying that Garrett had been a really great and helpful friend. Her mother was in a devastating car accident in which Shannon became her primary caretaker. She then went on to say that she and Garrett would be going on vacation the following month, and she didn't want me to be, quote, caught off guard when I saw pictures of them on social media. I was stunned. It felt like a gut punch. I didn't know how to react. My first instinct was telling me to flip out, curse her out, and ask a million questions about what kind of friend he was to her. But after some thought, I took a page from the JBU playbook and block, block, blocked her on everything without another word. It's now February 2023, and it feels like it's just happened yesterday, especially because I just learned that this vacation was just the two of them. Now, I'm no fool, and I'd like to think I know each of them pretty well, so I know that this is highly likely that they're in a relationship or at very least having sex. But even though I'm happy in my current relationship, I cannot move past this betrayal. For a time, they were the two closest people in my life. They know more about me than just about anyone else. And above all, I introduce them. Doesn't this violate some kind of girl code? Whatever happened to never going after a friend's ex? I don't know how to proceed. I literally have nightmares about the two of them. Do I just stick to my guns, leave them both blocked and hope that the pain goes away over time? Do I confront him? Do I confront her? I'm stuck. My brain won't stop swirling. 
What do me and Shannon's mutual friends think about this? What do they say about how they met? Do they talk about the previous intimate conversations I've had with them? Please help. I am in desperate need of advice that I know only the two of you can provide. Thank you so much for all that you do. Love, Becca Betrayed. P.S. I'm currently in therapy and this matter has been discussed, but I could use the additional insight. <laughs> well, thank you for that. That P.S. Uh, appreciate it. Um, and I just want to start by saying that I am so sorry that you are feeling so betrayed by this. Um, I'm sorry that it is sticking with you in such a unshakable way and that, you know, it's, you're having nightmares about it. Um, and that you're in sort of this big psychic swirl around what this means and how people are responding and, uh, and whether or not you, uh, can ever find a way forward from this, this thing that has happened to you. And that's, that's just like a really tough place to be. So just want to name that, that Sierra and I see you in how challenging this has been for you. Um, and we're going to offer you some advice about how to maybe shift your perspective or move towards something different right after this break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because, <laughs> love it. <laughs> honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash justbreakup for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash justbreakup to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash justbreakup. All right, Head and Heart Workers, you know I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. 
All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, Becca, welcome back. And thank you so much for trusting us with this letter. Um... I first want you to know that, like, I absolutely believe you when you tell us what this feels like in your body. This is this mm. is real. This is hard to accept. This is this feels like the punch in the gut that you described. I, I totally understand. And I believe you about how this is affecting you physically. Like you're feeling like it's, it's not just like an itch that you have to scratch. This is a, this is a sensation of injustice that you're holding in your heart from two people that you previously felt safe with. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it feels like it doesn't compute that they've moved on in this way. Um, Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. And I've been in similar situations in which I thought, how dare they, Move For on. Sure. How dare they, you know, like to put it bluntly, like how dare they have a have a life outside of the relationship in which I was I had with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think what I think yep. in this situation, if you break it down, what feels so tricky is this idea that like you met that you introduced them and that in our in our minds, that's how they exist forever, you know, as these two separate entities. Yeah, for sure. But they are, Mm -hmm. you know, they are independent, uncontrollable adults that, that because of life circumstances, develop feelings for one another, period. That, that, That is unfortunately how I see it from my point of view. But I want to say to you, like, my point of view is a lot less clouded with the emotions of, of of this confusing life experience. It's confusing for for our hearts, right? Yeah, absolutely. And also like to be in a situation where you are also really concerned about the perceptions of the people around you too, right? right? Like what are people going to think about the fact that they're dating now, right? What story are they going to tell? And feeling like the need to control that narrative too, right? That need to be like, oh, I have to, Mm -hmm. I really have to create the, the appropriate and true story. And everyone around me needs to understand that appropriate and true story in the exact same way for me to feel like my pain or my anger is justified, right? Like, that feeling of like needing to just sort of rail against people and be like, no, this is the truth. This is the truth. This is the truth. And have people be like, okay. Right. Like that can be so, uh, 
It can be so challenging, especially when there's something in you that feels so big and people don't seem to understand how big it is for you, right? right? Like they don't seem to get that this is like a really, really big deal. Like that is a, that's a really hard and painful place to be. Um, yeah. And, and unfortunately the, the solution to, to this sort of change is not actually about getting people to believe your story differently, right? The, the actual work that needs to happen in that is to let go of the need for people to understand your story in the exact same way that you do, right? It's to let go of the need to have everybody behave in the exact same way that you would like them to behave or to let go of the need to say there are rules that govern who can date whom and when, and people need to follow those rules Mm. and instead be like, those rules are just mine. Mm. This is something that I wouldn't do, but it doesn't mean that it's something that other people wouldn't do. And it doesn't mean that they're bad or mean or awful people for doing it. It just means that they have a different understanding of how relationships are supposed to work. And, and that requires a lot of decentering ourselves mm-hmm. from our understanding of the world. And it can be really hard to do that when we're in a shit ton of pain, right? Because we're just trying to get people to see us. We're just mm-hmm. trying to be like, don't you see? It hurts. It hurts that this is happening. But actually, the the way to let go of some of this pain is not to get everyone onto your side, to not, not to like lobby everyone to agree that, oh, these people are so awful, but instead to find a way where you can build up your capacity for compassion and empathy with your ability to see the complexity of this situation. It's not just that this friend wanted to betray you and started dating your ex, right? Like that's a really neat way to look at the story and that's probably how it feels. It's not that. It is way more complicated than that because we as humans are way more complicated than just one story, one narrative about what we're doing and why we're doing it. And honestly, like typically it helps me to think about things as more complicated, more nuanced. Um, But in this situation, as an outsider, and this might come off as a little bit of tough love, and I I mean it as that respectfully, um, like while totally acknowledging that I know this feels hard and is hard, period. Um, it's mm. simple from my perspective, from from over here where I'm not clouded by this pain and by this personal association, I can say this person, you know, Shannon met your, Shannon, right? Um, met mm. your boyfriend when you were together. You two broke up. They maintain friends and became closer during hard events. And they're two consenting independent adults that can, you know, that, that what got, got into a relationship. Like that makes a lot of sense to me. That's how we meet people. And I know that, I know that you're struggling with this idea of like girl code and loyalty, but a lot of that stuff comes down to like, our monogamy obsessed culture that's rooted in ownership and rooted in, in really like struggling with the fact that everyone comes to us with history. Everyone comes to us with, you know, with other people that helped shape them into who they are. And and that the people that we were, that we had ownership of, get to leave and go out right. and do their own thing. Right. Like right. also quotes that on the had ownership ownership for those yes. who couldn't see Sam doing the air quotes. Yes. I, I forget that um, I, yeah. we are a, like a, a sound based medium. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and so 
here's my tough love is that this feels really painful um, and it is really painful um, mm-hmm. and it feels confusing and it feels like a betrayal. But if you sit with that discomfort, if you sit and examine that discomfort and and I don't just mean like, oh, man, I feel it. I'm angry and I want to and I want to I want them to know my anger, like sit with it for longer than that. Journal about it. Write out mm. what are you feeling? What is behind these feelings? Why are you feeling this way? I feel betrayed. Why? Because she was my friend. And and it makes me uncomfortable now that she's dating someone. Why? Because what? I'm spitballing here, but because I'm afraid they share intimate stories about me. You're not that important in their mm-hmm. lives. You know, like, <laughs> like I, I don't miss <laughs> I I that came off really blunt, but I just mean like we, our anxiety yep. makes us think that people are talking about us when they're not. And so again, mm-hmm. why, why you, you know, I, you know, I don't love him anymore and I don't want to be with him. I'm happy in my relationship, but I don't, I feel uncomfortable that he's with somebody else. Why? Well, because she's my friend. Why does that make you mm-hmm. uncomfortable? Would it make you more comfortable if it was a stranger? Would you care mm-hmm. less if it was stranger? Yes. Why? Well, because I couldn't picture them together in such a way. Well, why do we feel uncomfortable if our exes moved on? Again, it comes back to ownership. It -hmm. comes back to insecurities. And I'm saying all of this really bluntly. um, And I have 100% been in your shoes before. I have 100% felt this betrayal, felt like my friends fucked me over by moving on, fucked me over by their choices that hurt me, right? Mm -hmm. But they're, here's another distinction. They're not doing this behavior, these choices to intentionally hurt you or to be hurtful. Their actions are not hurtful. You are being hurt by their actions. You are hurt Mm. by their actions. And Mm -hmm. that is maybe just a distinction that's helpful to me, but that helps me process through some of my pain where I say, oh, it's not their responsibility to change Mm. their behavior. It's my responsibility to excavate why this is painful to me and to nurture what hurts. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Which is also the most more effective way to move past the hurt, right? right? Because again, you don't have ownership. You don't, you can't control these two people who are living their lives and seem to really like each other and like are are going to pursue this relationship with you no matter how angry you are with them. And so yeah. like if our if we keep telling ourselves the way that I'm going to get over this is if it stops, if they stop doing this thing that is like not even in, I'm not even involved in, right? Like they're over there, like living their lives. And I'm over here hurting myself over and over with the thought of them living their lives, right? Like if our, if the way that we think we're going to heal is by getting them to change something, then we're not going to heal because like we have no control over them, right? The only thing that we can control is our response to those things. And so that's the invitation here is to do exactly what Sierra said. Like, why does this feel like a betrayal? What other, what other ways of interpreting the situation might be more helpful for you to find a way through to healing, right? Cause right now you're picking one that is like, they're awful. They hurt you intentionally. They're all of your friends are talking about this and you can't understand why they broke some sort of rule, right? That's one narrative, right? That is one interpretation of what's going on here. And that's an interpretation that's going to continue to hurt you over yeah. and over again. Yeah. Right? 
So the invitation is how can you decide on a different interpretation that of what's happening here, right? These are two people who I have very fond feelings for because they are both very, we're very important people in my lives. And now they are complicated and they are coming together in a relationship, right? Yep. Our friends are probably talking about this in a way that is understanding of the nuance and complexities of this, but probably most of them don't feel weird about the fact that this is happening, right? They're probably just like, this is is how they met. (laughs) As outsiders, it sounds like they were friends that met as friends and then started dating. Yes. And I'm an outsider and that doesn't hurt me. I get why it hurts when you're on the inside. For sure. And I have friends who have met like who are dating people that they met when that person was dating another person in the friend group, right? It's, like it is it's, like, it's, it's me. not uncommon. I met my <laughs> wife when she was dating someone else and I thought I am going to break them up, <laughs> but I was 20 and malicious and that's not what your friend was doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So, so I think that the, the way that you can find healing is about really deciding on what perspective or narratives are going to be places where you find more comfort than the one that you're currently living in, right? The view that you're currently taking on what the situation is and what the situation means. And that's what I mean about like decentering yourself, right? Where it's like, this is not actually some sort of meaningful thing about me, my life, my relationships. It is actually like really apart from me. It doesn't have, it has no reflection. It has no sort of say or judgment on me at all. It's happening really apart from me. And that can be really freeing because it means that we don't have to decide or we don't have to like interpret everything that they're doing and say like, Oh, what does this mean about our relationship with each other? Right. And these people are blocked too, right? Like you're not even, you're not even seeing them. You're, you're, they're not even in this, right? Like you are the, you are choosing to decide to spend more time in this place. And that's, that's the, the challenge here, right. Is like, how do you decide to spend some time in a place or an understanding and interpretation that's actually going to bring you more peace than this one is. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to talk about the blocked for a second, because you said you, you took a page out of the JBU playbook and blocked. And honestly, yes, that is the, that's the only page in our fucking playbook. (laughs) Um, But I want to talk about why we block people. Um, we block people so that we don't have to, so that we can help us uphold our boundaries so that we can keep, Mm -hmm. um, our life, you know, simpler emotionally, or, you know, so we don't have to see things that trigger us. You know, there are a hundred reasons why we block people, but we don't block people. No, this is, we block people for all sorts of reasons, (laughs) but I'm just, Mm -hmm. the point I'm trying to make is I feel like when you blocked your friend, um, you blocked her as an act of retribution or as, as like a, you blocked her to send her a message that you weren't okay with this. And, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. If you don't want to be this friend, any her friend anymore, because she's Mm -hmm. dating your ex, that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. But you, now you're going to have to do the emotional blocking, which is I'm no longer going to let this hurt me. I'm no longer going to, I'm going to say, you know what? I want these people to be happy. I just don't want to watch them be happy. You know, you got to get to a point where it's like, 
you got to get to a place emotionally. And I don't know how you do this, <laughs> but you have to get to a place where you, instead of saying like, man, fuck them. I want to confront both of them. I want to be like, what are you doing? Why did you do this to me? And instead say, I intentionally put distance between myself and both of these people and independently they found each other. And you know what? That feels uncomfortable to me. So I don't want to see it happen. I'm going to keep those blocks up, but I'm going to wish them well so that I no longer feel this injustice right. in my body. And I think that that like that practice is going to be really helpful, right? That idea of, you know, you're probably going to continue to feel emotional about this, right? The the goal isn't to like tamp down the emotions and pretend like they're not there, right? The goal is to find tools to redirect those emotions into a place that's going to be healthier for us. So maybe it is when you're thinking about them on vacation together, instead of going like, oh my God, what such a betrayal. Oh my God, are they having sex? Oh my God, like what are all of our friends thinking? Can you instead say, okay, whew, I'm noticing that this is coming up again. And the, the thing that I do in this moment is that I just wish them peace, right? I say, we are separate, we are living separate lives and I, I don't need them in my life, but I just wish them all the best, right? And I wish myself all the best and that's sort of the, the way that you process through it. But the question for you is like, you're in this sort of cyclical thinking about this thing that is so outside of your control and that will never be in your control. So where are the places where you're interrupting that train of thought that sort of continuous going back and back and back and finding an off ramp into something else, into a different way of being, into a different way of thinking. And I mean that like in the moment, right? What is the thing that you say to yourself That's it. That's when you right notice that you're like, ah, I'm stewing, I'm thinking, I'm going all over with this stuff. Okay. I know what this is. I know what this is. This is my anxiety. This is my need to control. This is my, my, betrayal coming out in, in ways that aren't helpful for me. Okay. So what is the thing that I start doing instead of that thing? And I want you to like pick that. I want you to write it down. I want you to decide on something to try. And then whenever they start, this stuff starts coming up in you, I don't want you to, to want to, to do what you're doing, which is trying to like rail against people and like try and get them on your side or do the thing where you are somehow like reading this all into like your understanding of yourself and the world, but to, to find a different way to try a different path. And maybe this one thing will work and another thing won't, but it, you need to be trying something different because otherwise this is just going to yeah. keep keep spiraling because all of this, every single element of this is outside of your control, except mm -hmm. for how you are responding to it. Yes. That is, thank you for articulating that, Sam, because I was just sitting here kind of feeling uneasy because I felt like I, I feel like this is a tricky letter because I really do want you to know, Becca, that like, I know how much this hurts and I know how real this pain is. And I know mm -hmm. it's a lot easier for us unattached to this all the way over here in the void to talk about this from the bird's eye view unemotionally. Like it's, it's my job right now is a thousand times easier than, than sitting in discomfort and telling yourself to feel something different. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that yep. is what I'm going to ask you to do because here's the alternative. The alternative is this hurts you forever. The mm. alternative is your friend, quote, betrayed you forever. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think it's that simple. Our pain 
wants it to be that simple because our pain craves justice and our pain craves clarity and we want there to be a good person and a bad person and we want there to be a place where we can put all of our uncomfortable bad hurt feelings and say this is why I'm feeling this way I want to put it here and instead of like sitting in those feelings excavating them Mm-hmm. self-soothing even like I'm atrocious at self-soothing and also <laughs> I know that that was that is uh, in my entering my 37th year that is the number one thing I need to work on because life is always going to be unjust relationships are always going to be confusing I'm always going to take things way too personally <laughs> uh-huh. you know uh-huh. um and I really need because if I want to be the compassionate emotionally regulated person that I want to be, I have to learn how to hold myself, hold my feelings, comfort myself and say like, it's okay that you feel hurt by this. It's okay that you feel betrayed and rejected. You're not, Mm -hmm. I've got you, you know, Mm -hmm. um, these people are just living their life and you can't control them. And if ever helps you, like, this is what I do to tamp down my feelings of jealousy, because I also want to say that I think there's some underlying jealousy in this feeling. Sure. Um, You know, jealousy often comes out as feelings of, Oh, you betrayed me. Um, Mm. I often just like flip the script. All right. So you moved on with this person that you told us little about you're in a happy relationship. And what if your ex was like, I can't believe you moved on two years after we broke up. Like, wouldn't you feel a little like, why are you taking <laughs> <Right>? like, like, <laughs> yeah, right. You don't have control over me. Yeah, exactly. So I often try to just like flip things around, remind myself I'm not for everyone. Not everyone is for me. My feelings are all really valid. And also they are 100% my responsibility, mm. which is very very hard. So please know that like as much tough love as we've given you in this letter, there's a a ton of empathy and I see you in this pain and I know you're working through it. And I know it's, I know it's confusing to have our relationships, um, change shape too, especially with a friend. Like it's confusing. Absolutely. Absolutely. it, It sounds like everybody's lives look really different than when they did when you were with Garrett, you know, for sure. Absolutely. And it, all of this is shitty. All of this is really challenging. And um, I think that the reason why Sierra and I are, are trying to be as honest as possible with you is because we just want to like shake some things loose, right? You, it feels like there's sort of a log jam right now that's happening around this where you just can't seem to move past it. And so I hope that you take this sort of perspective shifting, this invitation to uh, challenge yourself to try something different, uh, not as an attack, because that's absolutely not how we mean it, but instead mm-hmm. as as an offering to just push through the place where you're sort of stuck in this moment and find something that's going to allow for more movement, right? Good, bad, ugly, wonderful, helpful, challenging, but we just need more movement in the situation because you're so stuck in this in this understandable yeah. and very challenging feeling of betrayal and hurt. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my darling, we hope that this helps even an inch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for writing and for trusting us with your question and with the pain that you're experiencing. We, we love, love you. Yeah. 
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are interested in getting more content from us, or if you're interested in getting any of our episodes ad-free, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode, as well as a feed with ad-free ad or with ad-free episodes. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his music on Spotify and his podcasts. And remember, it's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to feel hurt, to feel frustrated, confused, scared, vulnerable, all of those uncomfortable feelings aren't actually meant to be rectified right away. They're not meant to be dealt with right away. Sometimes they're telling us something. Sometimes they're just bringing us into our bodies. But most importantly, sometimes they are just a reaction to the uncontrollable world around us. They are, they are unavoidable and they are undeniable. And if all else fails, just break up.